Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. My name is Vero Ayati Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we are bringing you an episode about boy bands. <laughs> We've been planning this one for a minute. Um, <laughs> we have. Yeah. And you might recognize some of these names from our past episodes. Um, but we thought it'd be fun to to look at them all together and talk about, I think the real existential question is, which which is like, what makes a boy band a boy band? Right? <laughs> <laughs> These are things that keep me up at night, y'all. No, not at all. Oh my God. Not at all. Well, 0%. I think what we're listening to right now is very solidly a boy band. Yeah. No questions here. So let's take another listen to This Is My Pick. It's Menudo and it's A Volar. Yeah, so I don't think anyone would argue that whether or not Menudo is a boy band, partially because they were literally boys. Um, the <laughs> It was like a rotating yes. cast of characters from 77 to 2009, and it was anywhere from 9 years to 17 years old were the, kind of the range that they had. So, yeah, these were literally boys. Um, but I think if you ask somebody, like, Latinx boy band, I think a lot of people would name Menudo. It's kind of like one of the classic yeah, for groups sure. that I think yeah. of in this genre. Is this the version of Menudo that had Ricky Martin in it? That is a great question that I don't know the answer to. I'd have to look at the years that he was there. I didn't recognize him in the video, but I also wasn't really looking for him. Yeah, because um, the thing kid. about Menudo is that it is like an ongoing and evolving set of yeah. ca like cast of right. characters. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, yeah, it's a rotating cast of characters um, over the span of almost... 30 years they made it no more than 30 years they made it 32 years so yeah it was really more like the label itself and then the, the people came in and out and out which I guess if you have a real boy band you have to do that because the boys grow up to be men <laughs> boys to men oh are they a boy band I don't know um so uh so yeah I don't actually know and Ricky Martin is like the most the biggest success story to come out of Menudo for sure um he's like yeah. the most successful uh person to make it from this. Um, and uh, this this song is one of their really big hits. Um, you guys should watch the video. It's kind of funny, like bad quality um, recording because somebody probably recorded it from like their TV. And then I don't know, we know how they got it on YouTube. But um, it's a pretty hilarious video and they do a little like head switching kind of like animation thing that looks really strange. Very, very strange. It's, you know, special effects 1982 mm -hmm. <laughs> in Puerto mm -hmm. Rico. <laughs> I also feel like it kind of illustrates symbolically the way in which this group, like, saw all of the boys as replaceable, you know? Oh, they were just literally, like, in and out, in and out, in and out. And there was, like, a lot of drama and stuff, as to be expected, with, like, yeah. young young actors and, you know, whoever the people were, like, that were really controlling the direction of this because it's not going to be controlled by the musicians when they're kids and they're constantly kind of in and out. I, I think what's interesting about Menudo to me is that they were such an important cultural milestone is that my mom, like, 
aged people and eras based on Menudo members. Like, wow. you know, when you were a kid, this person was a member of Menudo. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it was like they were that big, you know? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So did you grow up hearing Menudo? I grew up, like, knowing about Menudo. I think that they were, like, at their peak before my time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know... I would see Menudo posters around and stuff, but, like, it was, like, just really before me that they were, you know, like, for example, like, like the young Ricky Martin version. I think that this is, like, before Ricky Martin. But Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear them growing up, um, but I, like, knew of them, yeah, and, like, was, like, aware of, of Menudo, but was not ever, like, a fan myself. Yeah, I think that by the time that we were like the right age for it, I think, yeah, they were, had kind of passed their peak. Yeah. I think there was like, I want to say my cousin's house at somebody's house in my family, there was like a Menudo poster with like the Ricky Martin version of Menudo. Like with, Mm -hmm. I remember like young Ricky Martin being in there. And by the time that I was like looking at this poster and engaging with music, Ricky Martin was a solo artist. So it was like, Oh, Look, Ricky Martin when he was little, he was in Manulo, you know, and like mm-hmm. that's how I knew about it. But like I I wasn't really engaging with Manulo's music. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they I mean they definitely came before the big wave of like boy bands in the US that we really experienced as young people, which we're gonna talk about in this episode. Um we are. Yeah. So they I think they were before their time in sort of our mind's eye. I mean, I'm sure they were not the first boy band. Like this is not a co- new concept necessarily. But it, they also make me think of the ba- the Mickey Mouse Club because I feel like mm. that was like an American thing. Yeah. Similar yeah, vibe similar in terms concept. of like launching people like Britney Spears came out of that, right? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe also Christina, and Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was more, that was more of like a TV show, right? Like they, it had like a TV. I guess. I never, I didn't I never grow watched up it. with Mickey Mouse Club. I yeah. didn't know what that was. I only know what it is because I remember like watching Britney Spears interviews and shit. And she was like, I was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Like all these like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and all those like late 90s, early aughts pop stars that came through the Mickey Mouse Club. That's mm-hmm. how I knew about it. But I didn't really engage with that actual show. Yeah. Presuming same. it's a show. Same. It was a show. Yeah. I think it was a TV show. Yeah. But yeah. I think it involved like singing and dancing and stuff like that. Correct. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, speaking of boy bands in the U.S., <laughs> your picks are pretty funny this week. <laughs> why, don't you, uh, why don't you lead us up to the first one? Yeah. So, I mean, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking of, you know, like I, we were teenagers, Bettis and I were teenagers at the time of the rise of like the American boy band of like the late nineties, early aughts. So, um, I want it that way by Backstreet Boys to me (laughs) is like the epitome of the boy band song. And there are two Backstreet Boys who are Latino. So we'll talk about that in a second. Let's listen to I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. You are my fire, the one desire, believe when I say I want it that way, but we heard it a few times maybe you've done karaoke to it a few times maybe 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 i do feel like it's very underknown like 
I don't, that's not a word, but it's not very known that, that they're two Latino members of this band. Yes, yes. So AJ McLean, who is one of the members, um, his mother and the person who raised him is Cuban Puerto Rican. And Howie Duro's mother is Puerto Rican. So you've got two Latino members of the Backstreet Boys. It's not like they really played that shit up. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't didn't really talk about, you know, people's ethnicity. And like there weren't like, you know, black members, right? Mm -hmm. Of these like, of these like really big pop groups right mm-hmm. like they there was always some that were like ambiguously ethnic right like right. for example like in in sync you had like joey fatone who was mm-hmm. like a brooklyn italian mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just like these like ambiguously ethnic people um but so but yeah i think so Backstreet Boys were part of like the Lou Pearlman Orlando, Florida boy band factory. And Lou Pearlman was a record producer and he was like sort of like the architect of many of these boy bands. He created the Backstreet Boys and Sync, and another boy band that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But he was like sort of like the architect of this uh late 90s early aughts boy band movement and um you know he's sort of like a slimy dude like (laughs) i think he Mm -hmm. was like uh convicted of like running ponzi schemes and money laundering and all sorts of like wild ass shit in like 2006 so Um, like running a boy band empire to me feels like you would be shady for some reason i don't know why i mean out of orlando florida it feels like you know, like, you have to be, like, a preying on the dreams of, like, young, impressionable people and be, like, I'm going to make you a star. Like, that always seems creepy and weird to me, like, in these, like, sort of, like, manufactured band situations because mm-hmm. it's not, like, all these kids got together and they're, like, we're friends. Let's dance together. Let's do – you know, like, it's what I feel like to me when I think about a boy band, I think of, like – a group of people that were like brought together their primary purpose being to maximize sales to create like a perfect pop ensemble that is going to just like maximize sales and you get like your cute blonde one and you get like your like you know dark handsome one and you get like your uh you know ambiguously ethnic sprinkled in there and Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's like this very that's what I think of when I think of a boy band of like a a formula a formula that is manufactured for success and when I think about like Lou Pearlman it's like yes of course there's like some skeezy dude that is like trying to like hit it big time by formulating this massive hit with a band that's going to be perfect in every single marketing category. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. You can't tell me that you're going to create a boy band empire out of Florida and not have any Latinos in there. You know what I mean? Unless you're talking like the Northwest Panhandle or something, but this is Orlando. (laughs) This is not, not the Northwest Panhandle of Florida. Yeah. And yeah. before this episode, I thought that Orlando was South Florida, but Fittis <laughs> rectified me Quickly on corrected. that. It's very Central Florida. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how when I was young, I used to thought that like San Francisco and LA was like an hour away. Yeah. Drive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Geography. <laughs> Just, it, it, it puzzles My us. US geography is really yeah. not the best. Okay. Wait. So do you remember the like fake boy band? like um television show that was like a spoof of boy bands called Together. <laughs> no. It was like an MTV thing and I had to look it up to remember the name, but it was like a really funny um show that almost like seemed like it was a reality show, but it wasn't. It was actually like um a fictional boy band that was like a satirical approach to to like things like the Backstreet Boys. It That's was 1999 hilarious. to 2001. And, I mean, they, they had a song called You Plus Me Equals Us, Cal- Calculus. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Oh, that <laughs> sounds that? familiar. <laughs> yeah. That it's sounds like, vaguely familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where you could hear it and not know whether it was real or not, you know? Because, <laughs> like, you know. I mean, but, yeah. What's real? You know what I mean? I mean, that's true. What's ever between a fictional boy band and a real boy band? That's true. It's, yeah, it's like, what is the difference, truly? I that's the existential know. question that should keep me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
that's that's another that's a debate for the ages. It was funny because when I was researching these groups, I you know I usually go to Wikipedia because it's a pretty good source for just like general biographical information. And some of them were categorized as like boy band as their category on Wikipedia, and some were not. And I was like, is Wikipedia the arbiter? <laughs> like, who is a boy band or not? Obviously, they're getting <laughs> that information from somewhere, but right, a lot right. of existential questions about boy bands. So many existential. Maybe we need to do a girl bands. bands episode. I don't know, like. If there mm. are like Latina Latina equivalents to like the Spice Girls, but. yeah, Spice Girls. When I think about girl bands, I just have so much better feelings about them than boy bands. But you know, this time I I really like this song now. The this Backstreet Boys <laughs> song that we're talking about, like now in retrospect, it's nostalgic for me. Yeah, but. At the time, I was, like, very firmly anti, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think that if you if I had been forced to pick, I would have said that I liked NSYNC more. But I was, like, listening to, like, Marilyn Manson and Korn. You know what I mean? I wow. was, like, or, like, Shakira, <laughs> wow. you know? Like, I was, like, trying to, like, not be that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, very much rejected the, you know, whatever was poppy Popular. because... Yeah. That's what I was doing when I was right. 17 or whatever. Right. Um and uh or however the fuck old I was probably when I, was out, I was a little bit younger. Healthier for your like self-esteem than trying to <laughs> I don't know. Trying to do that and then not succeeding. That was kind of my experience. It was like trying to be like mainstream and popular but kind of always being a little bit outside and that was like a rough <laughs> place to be yeah <laughs> yeah I was just like I'm gonna fail at this other shit so I might yeah. as well lean into that failure <laughs> yeah totally well I'm glad you can appreciate this now I mean it is like a pretty genius it's pretty infection. great I have no idea to this day what the fuck they're talking about what do you want do you want it that way you're not trying to hear me say what like I just like <laughs> Maybe you can enlighten me. Oh, I have no fucking clue I mean, I what it is it that they're fucking saying. Sex, because what else do people sing about? I mean, I never want to hear Tell you me say. Why? I don't know. I've never actually tried to understand <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> I tried to understand it. Tell me why I never want to hear you say. I want, I want it, it that, that way. way. I would want my partner to say how they oh, want. I just yeah. like don't, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I feel yeah. like maybe we're never meant to understand what's happening. Yeah. It may not actually make any sense. <laughs> but, wow. you know, it's a fun song and God, I can appreciate it So many it now. existential questions. What does he want in what way? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that we would get so deep? I know. I had no idea <laughs> the boy, about bands boy bands episodes would take us here. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have next for us? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I feel like I'm often the one... I don't know. What? I don't know what the often is, but... What it's um, interesting about this episode is like all of my groups are like ones that you wouldn't question c- categorizing as Latino and yours are like more, well, I guess just, yeah, a couple of yours are kind of more like when you think about that. But um, this <laughs> yeah. song is by um, a boy band called Cinco and it's called Reggaeton Lento Bailemos. Let's take a listen. Me trae loco su figura Ese tránsito corto le queda bien Combinado con su místico los cafés que bien saber Mi noticia es su cintura Cuando baila hasta los doces la quieren ver Que no perderé más tiempo me acercaré Yo solo la miré, me gustó, me pegué, la invité y bailemos eh. La noche está para un reggaetón lento Eso es que no se bailan hace tiempo Yo solo la miré
brought this group before because I remember Veto correcting me that it isn't CNCO, but it's actually Cinco. <laughs> no, the right, name is right. spelled CNCO. Um, they are a Miami-based boy band. I think they are pretty solidly a boy band. I don't think many people are questioning that characterization. Um, they came out of a reality show called La Banda, and they were like the first winners of that show. I feel like the first winners of those music reality shows do well, and then everyone else, it's like no longer exciting that you won some reality show, but maybe that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's usually just the first ones. Like, do you know who won the most recent American Idol? Like, no, you know, but you know who won the first no. American Idol, you know? That's all I know. Yeah. Um, I think it still helps like with access, but it doesn't mean like ultimate stardom in the way that it did when it was like a novelty, you know? Um, So this was their biggest hit by far. This was in um, 2016. It's a song that I actually didn't know was them, but like I've heard a zillion fucking times and like I'm sure you have Right, right. I think it's almost like overplayed. Like I'm like, "Eh." I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's good and like of the stuff that they have, it's one of my favorites, but I feel a little bit tired of it because I think it's been on repeat like on the radio for four years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they're definitely they definitely have like the boy band situation right like the coming out of a reality show is very like mm-hmm. you know fits like this criteria that I think of when I think mm-hmm. of boy bands it's like this like manufactured for whatever marketing mm-hmm. purposes right mm-hmm. um but and but yeah I mean they're I think that they're doing, like, the thing that they're supposed to be doing, which is, like, making, like, poppy songs that hit it big, right? Like, that's what the point of this is, and it did it. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're totally right about the manufactured thing. I didn't realize it until looking it up, but La Banda was um, was actually co-produced by Ricky Martin, and it was about finding individual musicians to then make a band together. So these five Mm -hmm. guys won the show, and then they became this band, CNCO. So, yeah, very much manufactured um, by... You know, Mr. Boy Ben himself, Ricky Martin. <laughs> you know, and if anyone's going to know what's going to make a boy I band know, tick. I know. And also Simon Cowell, who's like the asshole judge from American Idol. Um, he's like the British judge that everyone like loves to hate because he's mean. And um, yeah, these guys actually got to tour with Ricky Martin. So that makes sense, too, that the connection with the show. Um, I thought one of the things that was interesting about them is that the five of them like kind of have a really diverse sort of Latinx background. One is Ecuadorian, one is Dominican, one is Cuban, one is Puerto Rican, and one is Mexican. Like of mm-hmm. in terms of like their families of origin, I'm like that's a quite it's a quite a spread, you know, and to not have any overlapping countries. I don't know if that was also like part of the <laughs> design of it when they. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like try to get like every demographic right, like when La Banda was played out. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a boy band. And definitely Ricky Martin legacy. All right. We want to take a break to talk about our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Planned Parenthood's telehealth services. And we just want to let you know that their telehealth services really are ready when you are. Their telehealth appointments are high quality, affordable, and private, just like in person, but you don't have to leave your house. You can connect with a provider over the phone or video, a really great option right now as COVID rates are really high. We don't want to be in doctor's offices or waiting rooms if we don't have to be. And really, they have expert providers that can help you with birth control, with prescription refills, with really anything that doesn't require an in-person examination other sexual and reproductive health care services so you can just skip the waiting room, stay safe, and get the care that you need when you need it. You can learn more at PlannedParenthood.org backslash Menea, and we'll put a link in the show notes. We also want to talk to you about our member program because we have one going right now. We hadn't been talking about it for a minute during the pan- during the early parts of the pandemic, but we just want to remind you that we do have it going on and it is so immensely helpful to have that kind of support. So, you know, we know that it's a stretch for a lot of y'all and no need to sign up if you don't, but if you all can and you are able to give from your bounty, um, there's a few different options of membership that help support us and really, really help us keep this sustainable. So it's kind of a sliding scale, like five, 10 or $15 a month. And you get the same benefits, which is access to um, a separate member feed of the podcast where we have an extra segment on pretty much every episode. So like on this 
episode that you're listening to right now, you would hear about two extra songs at the end if you were a member. And no ads. And then we also sometimes offer like gifts or thank yous in the form of merch or tienda discounts every once in a while. We can do that. So um, take a look at the link in the show notes. If you want to subscribe and support us, it really helps make this show more sustainable. All right, let's get back to the boy bands. So the next song, I guess there were female members in this. So it's sort of like a boy and girl band, but Uh. I'm giving myself a pass because there's, I don't know, the same sort of feel, right? Of like a boy ba- boy and girl, but just like with a co-ed formulation. Mm-hmm. So this is Enloqueceme and it's by OV7. I guess not, but I was just like, this is a boy band. <laughs> it just has that vibe. Yeah, they're definitely like a pop band and they're like a multi, you know, they're like a large ensemble pop band. <laughs> like a large ensemble pop band that does choreographed dances together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think it's a little bit unusual that they're mixed gender. Like, I think it's probably more common to have it be all boys or all women, you know, like all men. Right. Yeah. Right. So, which is a weird patriarchal thing also. Like, what is this? What is this, like, girl group, boy group situations? Very interesting. Very odd. Yeah. It also, like, limits the diversity of voices potentially based on how much range people have. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's all about gender, but there are some patterns, you know? Because of testosterone. It's just like, you know, like the heteronormativity of it all is really something, right? Because I think that the idea with a boy band is like you can sell it to girls because girls mm-hmm. will like it and they'll mm-hmm. make songs about girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I think about a boy band, you also yeah. sell to girls. I, right. It's just like very, it's all very fascinating. Yeah. It's all very fascinating. So is I this really your like critique of boy bands is by bringing this multi-gendered group? <laughs> is this like I a, mean, a yes. silent political it. critique? <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to say though that I want to give a shout out to the teen girl as a tastemaker in this mm-hmm. country. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think mm-hmm. that like teen girls are so often derided for their tastes and for what they want and for being vapid, but they are huge huge tastemakers in this country and really like set the course of so much culture and just shout out and also like throughout Latin America right like teen girls in the United States and in Latin America really like just are deciders of a lot of culture and I just want to say shout out to them shout out to teen us shout out to current teens just shout out teen girls So speaking of teen girls, I've seen a couple of memes lately or like articles or whatever stuff lately about like all the things that we do as millennials that are like really not cool anymore. Like uh, side parts. I've heard of that as well. (laughs) Oh no, I can't do a middle part, y'all. It's just not, 
right for my hair you know what though i feel like that is only upsetting if you're upset with being old and i'm really truly not i do not want to go back i am totally fine being my age i feel great about it like i love that the teens are parting their hair down the middle i love that they're wearing baggy jeans i also (laughs) love baggy jeans all good like Shout out to all y'all. I do I'm, not okay. Love baggy jeans. I'm okay. I'm okay being my age. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> You're gonna pry my skinny jeans out of my cold, dead millennial hands. Like it's just <laughs> not gonna happen. Like baggy jeans just don't work for my body type, you know? And I don't know, does the middle part apply to men's I hair? I don't too, really or is know. It just I think like it's a girl's a girl's long hair thing. Okay. So maybe I get a Maybe I get a pass because, like, there's no way my haircut would yeah, work with yeah. a middle part. I mean, part. I do a like, side part. No I do a middle part when I, like, do braids or something like that. But for right. the most part, I do a side part. But, yeah, I'm definitely older. I'm okay with that. I, I don't – yeah. No, I don't mind being old. But, like, I think I worry about, like, if they're setting the trends, like – Am I not going to be able to find my, you know, well-fitted skinny jeans? I mean, <laughs> our parents were able to find their crazy-ass things that they wore throughout. There's a market, and you'll be their able mom to jeans. find the things that you want, I'm sure. I mean, the reality is it's really hard for me to find clothes for my body and gender anyway, so it's not like that's the it's, – I struggle no matter what. But I do think that, like, the advent of skinny jeans was good for me as somebody who has, like, thin legs and wants to mm-hmm. wear men's jeans and – is but ha, you know so um but yeah it's funny to read those articles and be like i have no idea you know like all the things i don't know about teen culture because i don't i'm not connected with any teens kids of that generation <laughs> no yeah i don't want to be a but, teenager i don't want to look like a teenager so really i'm good on all of that y'all have fun <laughs> shout out to y'all yeah, we love you you're gonna change the world i'm rooting for you and yeah yeah, <laughs> that's that's that on See, this that. Is the, this is I think this is the positive. This is the positive outgrowth of you like not trying to be yeah, cool when you're totally. young. You're like I don't care, you know. <laughs> like I feel like it's really supported your self esteem. Um, and I I don't know. I think I had a different experience. Um, but but yeah, and then it's just I think I I think what I don't want is to like not know what's going on, you know, which is less about fashion trends and more about like I don't know. There's also stuff in these articles about like the laughing emoji being like passe or something like I I think those are the things that I don't want to like totally have no idea about like this whole like line of communication (laughs) you know but anyway just made me think of it in our your yeah well you know I think I just think that teen girls are great and that they do they're underappreciated in how much of culture teen they shape you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I do give them a lot of credit for growing up in this world because I can't imagine being a teen with like all the social oh, media. I just yeah. feel like it would have made so many of the dynamics that were already really yeah. hard, much, much harder. So like props to y'all for surviving. Yeah, for real. Um, well, just a little bit more about Obesiete before we move on. Yes. Um, so yeah, Obesiete was a Mexican group that, you know, was again, like many of these pop groups, like under many formulations, initially known uh, as Onda Vaselina. And in 1989, like this was like, this song was came out like late 90s-ish, um, early aughts. I, th- I think this song came out early aughts, but uh they switched to OV7 in the late 90s and found a little bit more success. And this song was part of, um, was a theme song for a novela called Locura de Amor. And I brought this song for the first time to the show when we did a novela themes episode, which we can link in the show notes if you want to listen to our show all about our favorite novela themes. Um, but I just, another thing that I remember about this is like this, the first remember seeing um this video and being the first time I ever saw like a black person in a Mexican pop group like growing up you know Mm. and it's just like indicative of how like that locus of cultural production was so deeply racialized towards whiteness Mm -hmm. so Kalimba Mm -hmm. who was the Afro-Latino member was born in Mexico but his parents were Afro-Cuban, so um, he's still around. He's still making music. Uh, you can check him out. I just checked Spotify, and he was still making stuff that he, he – you can check him out. He's, like, came out with something last week. I just checked Spotify. So 
Um, anyway, this song was my fucking jam. It remains my jam. I will put it on when I clean. Nobody can tell me that it's not great. And maybe it's not exactly a boy band, but <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my next, um, or my last pick for this episode is also maybe not a boy band, although not in the way that that last one was not a boy band. <laughs> um, it's Obsesión by Aventura. Son las cinco en la mañana y yo no he dormido nada Pensando en tu belleza y loco voy a parar El insomnio es mi castigo, tu amor será mi alivio Y hasta que no seas mía no viviré en paz He conocido un novio, pequeño y no buen mozo Y sé que él no te quiere por su forma de hablar Además tú no lo amas porque él no da la talla No sabe complacerte como lo haría yo this in the notes so I was yeah. like fascinating fascinating yeah. Aventura as boy band I yeah. could I could I could fuck with it I want to yeah. hear the case though yeah the case I make is like what you were talking about earlier about like girl fans sort of like the idea of like screaming yes. girl fans like that's I think about Aventura um, and I think about mm-hmm. that and so you know they weren't that young so they don't fit the like boy band piece of it um, uh-huh. I think they were like uh-huh. older you know young men but but yeah I just feel like the like you're so cute, like, ah, that vibe. I feel like they have it um, in their following. And, like, they're so romantico, you know? So that's why I think that they um, can consider a boy band. I also did do some really, you know, some really serious Google searching for this episode, and there was, like, a, um, a listicle about Latin boy bands, and there were some questionable choices on there, including <laughs> Aventura was not that questionable. The questionable one that I texted Vero about was Café de Cuba. I was like, no... No, absolutely not. Not I a boy band. Rebuke that. Yeah, that one's not going <laughs> to make this episode. But but Aventura was there, so I I think that <clears throat> I think you can make a case for them being a boy band, even if they don't I, fit the like know, typical. I can see it. They don't have the like you know manufactured thing that they weren't like you know creative mm-hmm. put together by like a record producer who was like trying to make a hit or whatever. But you know they're like a bunch of dudes who Mm -hmm. have like romantic songs about women and a screaming women fan base so i can see it i can totally see it yeah yeah i mean also now that i'm thinking about it i feel like another feature of boy bands is that they tend to be more like um singers and less like musicians so they're not it's not like a band where like there's the drummer and the guitarist and the bass player it's like three or four dudes like out front like singing and dancing Mm-hmm. which is another piece. And mm-hmm. I can't remember. I mean, I saw Aventura. It was actually the last concert I saw in the before times, um, right before the pandemic became a thing. And it's kind of creepy now to think about like being in an auditorium with that many thousands of people. Um, and I think they are more like the, I mean, obviously Romeo is like out front singing, but I can't remember now if the other members also play instruments or not. So yeah, there's like a guitarist and there's a bassist. Yeah. Like they don't, it's not like a full band. It's not like there's like somebody on drums and mm-hmm. somebody on like, you know, like, per, you know, like different, all the different kinds of like bachata percussion or whatever. Right. But, um, but there, there are, there's like a lead guitarist and mm-hmm. a bassist, right? right? Which are like, the guitar is obviously like a very instrumental piece of bachata. Mm-hmm. So right. they're not like all doing choreography together or anything but but yeah they that is one thing that I think about boy bands too right it's mm-hmm. just like you know it's about singing and dancing right. right and like the real musicians are backing them up and you don't know who they are you know right they're like right. on the we back of the stage without as much attention yeah 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 
or the producers or whatever. <laughs> right. If they even have, yeah, like live musicians. So, um, so yeah, that kind of maybe makes the case against Aventura. But I do think that, yeah, they have that like screaming girl fan sort of like heartthrob thing, you know, which I do think mm-hmm. is a little bit a part of it. Even though Definitely. Romeo is so mysterious in his probably homosexuality, but he somehow keeps it really under wraps. I don't know. He's like, he's very private about his private life, which I think is a really difficult thing to achieve at his level of fan, mm-hmm. you know, stardom. But it was a really fun show. It was actually an Aventura concert. Yeah, there was like a reunion show. And I went with some of our friends and it was really um, pretty awesome and definitely feels like a different era. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was enough in the news that my mom was like, should you really go to a concert? You know, but it was still so early. I don't even know that there were like confirmed cases in D.C. yet. Maybe there had just been like one or something. So is that your last big show before oh, the Rona yeah, hit? <laughs> for sure. My God. I mean, I don't go to big shows very often. So yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was like my last outing of any sort besides like going to maybe a restaurant or something. Yeah. Who knows when that kind of thing will feel safe again. I'm just like sitting here, like really uh, hoping for a vaccine soon, you know, yeah. like my personal vaccine appointment, right. my parents just got, their first dose. My sister who does like, you know, like works at like the medical campus of university, um, is, has the vaccine and has both doses. She's good. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm last in line cause I'm like too young and don't have any yeah. health stuff and, and you work from whatever. Home. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, checking the website of the hospital next to my house in case their fridge breaks. So I can like quick go <laughs> right. over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, like, yeah. Other than that, it's yeah. going to be a minute for me. I know. Same, same. Yeah, my mom just got her second dose today. My pa- other parents are like, have an appointment next week. Like, so. Whew, what a sigh of relief. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. And my partner who's a healthcare provider is vaccinated. So that's great. Oh, the last thing I want to say about this song. I mean, I just love Obsession. I mean, they have a lot of hits, but I definitely like this is my favorite. I brought it, I think, to like our third episode about Amor or something. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have like a weird soft spot for songs that start with phone calls. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe this is also like a millennial thing or maybe this would even be like a boomer thing. I don't know. But just something about it feels so of an era. You know, there's a few songs that That's have so phones funny. ringing in them, which I've thought about, like we should have an episode with like phone, you know, we had an episode with mattress squeaks as like a production element. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> what about like openers that have ring- phones ringing and this one, you don't actually hear it ring, but you know that they're on the phone. And it, I mean, it's like a late night, you know, right. Booty call situation. But, um, but yeah, I just had to point that out that this is one of the things I like about this. Song. Yeah. You could bring el teléfono by Hector El Fader. Uh-huh. There's a lot of ones <laughs> in there. And there's like a whole song about phone sex. There's like interesting thread. I mean, now it's like, it's all texting, you know, like you're not going to call somebody in the middle of the night. You're going to text them, you know? Absolutely. Like, like so. do not fucking call me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like five cold calling call someone is like a, yeah, is like an offense, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like a I violation. It as an attack. Yeah, it's like a viol- <laughs> and then like imagine like a cold FaceTime. Like that's like what are you even oh doing? Oh my god! <laughs> I was joking about I that the die. other day. I was joking about that was like with somebody who like is terrible about texting back. <laughs> my partner was like, "Why don't you just call her?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like this person won't text me back. I'm not gonna call her. <laughs> like who am I? No, you know? like no, that is an extreme horror, you know? Que horror. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What's your last? song for this episode my last song is sort of funny it's by another one of these like lou perlman manufactured boy band situations and is also from this like early 2000s era of like a particular kind of boy band that you and i grew up with uh this is o-town and the song is called liquid dreams i 
this song. This is the one that I made me think of the fake boy band thing. So I was like, wait, is this the fake boy band? But it's not. And then again, the question is, what is a fake boy band? But wait, yeah, right? Is somebody, like, what is fundamentally the difference? I don't know. But is somebody in O-Town Latino? Yes, one of the members of O-Town is, is Latino. Yeah, and these guys came out of reality shows. So again, like, what is fake and what is real, you know? Yes, one of the members of O-Town is Latino, Eric Michael Estrada, again, Florida. You know, like, Lou Pearlman got together a bunch of kids um, into a reality show called Making the Band in the year 2000. <laughs> And yeah, it's another one of those things, like you said, it's like, it's sort of like Cinco, where like, a group of people got together to be in a reality show, and then got a record deal, and, you know, O-Town wasn't super successful, I was just trying to like, go with this feel of this kind of boy band, because it's what I grew up with, and it's like, really the essence of what that is for me. Yeah. Um, so I just like always think of it and I think that sometimes like that sort of boy band is thought of as like pretty white and it's because they are pretty white but they're um they were definitely like Latino members who mm -hmm. are a part of of these and it's not it's not something that I hear a ton no. you know yeah, people talk about now. the Latino legacy within sort of this boy band era so I um, I wanted to bring a little bit of light to that. It's become your mission to uncover that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also because they weren't making, ma you know, they weren't making music that reflected that in any overt way, you know? So. Yeah, not at all. Which is, again, like it's, I mean, it's part of selling a fantasy in the United mm -hmm. States, right? Mm -hmm. um, these like U.S. boy bands um, are part of selling a fantasy and it's like a white heterosexual fantasy. Yeah. I mean, Liquid Dreams sounds pretty fantastical, you know? It's like... <laughs> Wait, is it, is it about wet dreams? <laughs> I don't actually you know. know. We don't... might have to look at it. Hold on. You know when you don't re-examine something as an adult and mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, wait. I mean, it definitely could be about, <laughs> about a wet dream. Every <laughs> night she comes to me and gives me all the love I need. <laughs> Um, it's definitely about <laughs> wet dreams. I dream about a girl who's a mix of Destiny's Child. I, God, I remember I could start singing this right now. What? I'm not going to. That's I'm very young. Yeah, you got, you got the star of my liquid dreams. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, it's kind of, oh, it's a little bit creepy. How old are these guys? You know, like, oh, I mean, wet I dreams know. are obviously like See, a young person thing, but. I was listening to this when this I was much more innocent. I was a very, very innocent teen. I was did not know about wet dreams or maybe even semen. Like, I don't know, dude. I was like... <laughs> well, if you were a boy, you probably would. Yeah, if you were a boy, but the, this was marketed towards girls. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. I don't know. This is yeah. really incredible. I, I I mean one of the th one of the other things that I wanted to say about this before I was completely derailed about this being a song about jizz is that the production <laughs> of this I feel like is feels very familiar to me like it feels like this style of production is coming back in pop today. I don't know, something about this feels like very sort of like Billie Eilish to me. It's not exactly the same, but it's like that like early aughts aesthetic is really permeating pop music today again which is fascinating can we talk about when Billie Eilish was the like picture for the like latin oh my god playlist on I Spotify? didn't tweet that out of respect for Spotify being nice to us but <laughs> what uh -oh. the fuck was that uh oh we're not impartial anymore because they gave us an ad in near in the Times Square um <laughs> Yeah, it was Billie Eilish and Rosalia, right? Yes. Why was the cover was, of the Viva Latino playlist? Why was Billie Eilish even there? Was she on a song? Bro, she was on a song with Rosalia, but Rosalia is uh. not Latina either. God. I mean, I feel like, like that's a battle too. They oh, got their shit together, and now it's such on the cover. Okay. But I was like, how Somebody must have you? said something. On Black History Month, have fucking Rosalia and Billie Eilish on the cover of the Viva Latino playlist, y'all. Somebody must Much have said love, something. Much love, but get it together. Yeah. Damn. I was just like, Viva Hoomst? <laughs> <laughs>
Homest. Homest. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if those are auto-generated. I don't know. Bad choices. Just mistakes were made. Somebody should have seen Mistakes that. were made, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all we can say. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for letting me go back to the lyrics of that song. <laughs> I definitely didn't know what I was singing about when I was singing it in 2001. Oh, wow. Even though I probably knew, you know, what that was. But um, I like to read a lot of, like, young people like sex ed books. So I was very well educated, very well read on pubescent topics like that. (laughs) Thanks for going on this journey with us, y'all. This boy band journey, (laughs) boy band question mark journey. (laughs) I feel like now we could probably write a thesis about boy bands if we wanted to, but I'm sure someone has, and we're not, we're not going to be those people, but it, it does bring up a lot of questions. Lots of questions, lots of existential quandaries when it comes to boy bands. Who knew? Yep. Well, as always, all of the links to the songs we brought today are in the show notes at RileyManea.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We're all over the place. We also have a newsletter that every week we send you extra little things that aren't anywhere else. So Make sure to check all that out. That's also all in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Hopefully we've got our audio stuff figured out. We know it's been a little rough couple of weeks, so thanks for bearing with us. And fingers crossed that we will give you um, really clear, good quality audio from here on out. Yes, never again. (laughs) (laughs) Always travel with your mixer, Veto. From now on, you know. (laughs) All right. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima, y'all.